University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Oh, all right. Talk about some of this, this Oscar buzz that's happening right now. Some of these Oscar-worthy films that are coming up. Just because Corona's out there, the pandemic is getting worse here in the country, it doesn't mean that it stops cinema. Cinema is forever. <laughs> the language of love <laughs> is film. <laughs> El filme. So we're going to talk about this movie right here, man. One Night in Miami. So <laughs> Will Smith is not in it. <laughs> and it thank God. <laughs> Put that process. Like, it's like they like put marbles in his nostrils to make his nose bigger. No, no, people. No, one night in Miami, that night that we're talking about, it was February 25th, 1964. And this occurred in a modest hotel room at the time. Uh, some people say you had the Justice League of black icons <laughs> come together. It was uh, at the time you had a. Uh, a young boxer named Cassius Clay, who had just had a surprise, a, a, a surprise win over Sonny Liston. A surprise to everyone except him. Except because he wouldn't <laughs> shut up. I told you. I told you. You doubted me. You didn't hear me. No, you must listen to me. <laughs> people, people walking out the stadium. Where you going? I'm not done. I told you. I was gonna beat him. It's like Jesus, man. We put up this this for an hour. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you pretty fucking loud. Shut up. Who's that? That was him. <laughs> but to celebrate, he brought three of his closest friends with him. Malcolm X. But a lot of people surprised to know that he was also very close friends with Sam Cooke and NFL player. Jim Brown. Now, no one knows what happened in that room for sure. No one knows except the people who were there. And, of course, all of them are dead except for one guy, except for Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. And Jim Brown don't ever say shit for some reason. <laughs> Jim Brown just uh, – Jim Brown Jim Brown got so much knowledge and shit on people, and Jim Brown just don't say nothing. You look at – you look you can look at rooms uh, – or a video of him in rooms. He just sit there. Don't say shit. It's like, what are you even doing there? Jim Brown is always cool. Yeah, a little too cool. Like, goddamn, <laughs> Jim. He just, he just be sitting there. You gonna say something to him? Hell no. <laughs> In fact, shut up. Let that motherfucker sit over there while he's quiet. Even though I swear to God, you in the gym. 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 
But yeah, the only one that really knows Jim, and Jim is cool. Jim don't Jim don't snitch. Jim don't say mm-hmm. shit. Jim don't rat nobody out. No. Jim don't say nothing. Jim says, you know what? What happened in that room was between me and my boys. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you want to know what's happening? You should have been there. <laughs> so you had a, uh, you know, playwright Kemp Powers come in and say, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll just make up a bunch of shit. <laughs> that's what writers do. They ain't never stop writers in Hollywood. Man, no, no. That's what that's right, what writing a play is all about. Exactly. You know, I'll just make up a bunch of shit because, hey, look, somebody got to say something. If we're not going to find out from the source what happened in that room, then we have to make up some shit. Because you know that there was at least some wild conversations that happened. Possibly. Maybe they all just got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Malcolm. <laughs> He's like, nah, Jim, don't say nothing. <laughs> hey, Malcolm, put the gun down, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, you sell out Negroes. All of you. Malcolm. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, something must have happened. You just got to imagine what it was like in there because you can only imagine the conversations that were had, the confessions, the things that were shared. You know, the personal things that were exchanged between these guys, because after that, a year later, Malcolm was was assassinated. A year later, Sam Cooke would write a hit and he was also killed. Two years later, Jim Brown would retire from football, I believe, at the age of 30 and then pursue movies. Mm -hmm. And of course, the biggest thing that changed after that is that one man died, but was reborn. And that was Cassius Clay, who became, shortly thereafter, Muhammad Ali. Now, for all we know, they probably could have got together, as you say, and just had some laughs and called it a night. Went on about the way. But that's boring. It's more exciting to think about them getting into deep discussions, getting into to, to, to theory, discussion social issues, at some point, getting into arguments, and even at some point, probably wanting to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Now that is a movie right yeah, there. Exactly. That's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's mind speculative when, fiction. Yeah, I mean, these brothers were cool. I don't mind what's up here look at them talking about, yeah, baby, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> nah, I might want to hear all that shit. And that is what we have here. What, just a, a, a fictionalization or an imagining of what happened that night. This is the directorial debut of Regina King. If you don't know her, you definitely know what she looks like. We'll talk about her in a little bit. But let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for One Night Miami, and we'll be back with our review. Uh. Ah. You brothers, you could move mountains without lifting a finger. Uh. Minister Malcolm X. Good news, the chariot is coming. Uh. Who's the greatest? You are. That's right. Jim Brown, take uh. the ball. Your record is going to stand uh. the test of time. All together, yeah. The entire city of Miami is celebrating. I'm the new heavyweight champion of the world, and I don't even have a scratch on my face. Oh, my goodness. Cash. Cash? Why am I so pretty? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was facing that mirror. Yeah, now how pretty are you? Motherfucker. Hey, congratulations, champ. I can get used to that. Uh. I was made in America, land of the free, home of the brave. 
this movement. Boy, every time there's a movie with black people in it, they, they got to put that hip hop I know, in just there. hearing this just now, because I never saw the trailer, and I was like, why? Could, could, that doesn't fit anything in this movie. People, exactly. Ain't, ain't no hip hop in here at all. At all. Not even in the credits, but they usually reserve it for. Uh-huh. You know, give them brothers something to dance to on their way out. Yeah. Been, boy, every time they put Negroes in a movie, there has to be. Somebody else cut the trailer when, like, oh, black people. I know he's perfect. <laughs> the, the, the perfect beat to go in here. I'm sorry, the perfect what? No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it'll be fine. <laughs> People, if they made a movie about Black Jesus, they'd be having some hip hop in there. Mm-hmm. If they made a movie about Black Beethoven, because you heard the rumor Bla- yeah, Beethoven right. might be black, they would still have that brother making yeah. hip hop. <laughs> Why y'all gotta do us like I know, that, man? I know. Shit, they, they believe it or not, there are some black people who go see movies without, without being seduced by hip hop. Right. I know it's crazy. I know as crazy as it sounds. It's 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 not like hip hop is you being the Pied Piper and we're the rats who just come anytime we hear ooh ooh every time we hear a beat. Oh shit, what's that beat? I gotta follow. Y'all need to quit with this shit. If we are in, it's called a struggle. Because we are fighting for our lives. This ain't about civil rights. They ain't giving black people what they really want. What's that? Hey, I was made in America. That's why I'm out here saving America. God power. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, Martin. I don't think you understand the message unless there's a beat and a rhyme behind it. This... This bothers me because the movie is not all in your face like that. Like, it walks you into it, and then they get into the shit. Man, that's another thing. <laughs> they trying to make this, they, they add some hip-hop to it, which the song is good. I ain't fronting on that, but then they try to make this shit like a struggle movie. Right. This ain't no struggle it's shit. Not, it is not a struggle movie. I was like, thank God, not a struggle movie. No. The only thing I'm struggling with is getting with this fucking trailer right here. Got this music and editing this shit. To, and they edited this and look, make these motherfuckers look like they're getting a, uh, chased by the Klan or some uh-huh. shit. And like, like they're about to start a riot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, y'all trying to profit off hip hop and trying to profit off the fucking Black, Life, Black Lives uh-huh. Matter riots and shit, y'all. Y'all looking like they... Like they got there getting ready to do this, uh, uh, the civil rights march and shit. It's brothers in a hotel room. Yeah. It's called One Night Miami. One Night Shit, but for one night, y'all couldn't do this shit without hip-hop and making this shit like a struggle. We just asked for one night. <laughs> you bitches. Black power. I like the sound of that. Oh. I wish I lived in America. We have to be there for each other. Uh, heard everybody rich. All I gotta do is run, jump, kick. I'm a kick in your area. Uh, I done made it to America. Uh, I'm amazed at America. Welcome to America. I get it. I know. I know. There's a focus group or something. Or y'all did some marketing. I'm sure it worked. Whatever. But nah, I don't mean I gotta like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it just. It's so inappropriate for this movie. <laughs> Wait, God damn. <laughs> I had not seen that trailer. You. You just ripped my heart out. <laughs> I. You know what? I hadn't seen that trailer either. So that's why I was like that. I was like, oh, really? We gonna do? Okay, we doing this again? All right. Cool. Um, it's people, that's what I'm saying. This is a play about conversations in a hotel. Mm-hmm. In the 60s. In the 60s. Uh, and with the movie, it's a little bit 
more expanded, but the concept or the core of it is these conversations between these black icons in, in a in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you if you if you're going to be very authentic with the translation of the play to the film, uh, you can do it very cheap. This must be like a play that people must love to uh, to produce and do because all you need is a is a is a desk couple of beds and a couple of chairs I, I went online and saw mm-hmm. where they did the play in different places and it's a it's a very oh yeah you yeah you wouldn't need much no it's a very minimalist play as far as stage production go this party started now you know what's on the agenda Malcolm wait Malcolm playing this I thought- shit you could you could you could step in the middle of an Ikea and start performing that play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, you, just, you just went in there and started doing the bedroom <laughs> you, section. You, if you paid pay the actors to do it, just start acting out the play and just and just watch to see how long before the staff even thought to come over and say something to them. Because you know they'd be scared to say something. <laughs> Say, well, they're not actually violating anything. So just, I don't know. And plus, them brothers dropping some knowledge. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I think they go over and tell them to stop. Wait, wait, wait! I want to hear what you guys say. <laughs> yeah. This is getting interesting. One of them said they were gonna buy some when they were done. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said I, I can't improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What were you saying though? About what? Oh, nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Regina King, man. Now you recognize the face right there. Oh yeah, that fine ass woman. Yeah, and if, if you don't recognize Brenda from two two seven, two two seven, and more recently though, uh, she, you know, she, uh, uh, she's been in some stuff that you've seen before. Oh yeah, you know Regina King. She takes this and she expands this out of not only the location that we see right here, which you see with a lot of movies. We, we, we were talking about this recently with a couple of things. Uh, one was Ma Rainey's, Ma Rainey's Black, Black Bottom, Black Bottom mm-hmm. where it's all in one stage set, but they took the movie, they showed you Chicago back in that day, and uh, they expanded it to some other locations to give a little bit more scope to it. Uh, and they she does that here. Now, she also expands her, she shows you, not expands, but shows you the range of her direction, or her directing skill. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, skills, I think. Because look, you're going to be, you're going to be expecting her to do well with actors. Because not only is she an actress herself, but she's an Academy Award winning actress. She mm-hmm. won for, if Bill Street could talk, what, best supporting yeah, actress and, in that? And she's won Emmys. And won Emmys. A child. It's your grandchild. What difference does it make how it gets here? You know, there, there was that. Watchmen. Did she get an Emmy nomination for Watchmen? I feel like she did because Watchmen was cleaning up. Yeah, she man, she had to get she one in to. there somewhere. There's a vast and insidious conspiracy at play. Never told you about it. Your head would explode. You know, she was uh, not a lot of her in that trailer, but she was good in that. She was oh, she was good. amazing in that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, God, what was that that TV <clears throat> series she was in? American something. But I I, I think she won Emmys for that. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I bring up 227. It's like, man, who would have thought that little girl from that, that sitcom would grow up to be this amazing actress and director. Yeah. Shit, who would have thought Riley from the Boondocks? Oh, yeah, <laughs> who, right. Would've, yeah. Would have grown up to be <laughs> an amazing woman director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, 
she, I, I believe, and Martin, I'm sure you could add to this, but talking about her directing, man, she, I think she's for directorial debut. Now she's been in show business for a long time, long time. So you know she should be able to pick up some shit along the way. Mm-hmm. But there's some people who don't, sure. as we know. Yeah, but she is not one of those people. If you ask me, you know this. Uh, she shows that she, her directing uh, skills are strong in many areas. Some people wouldn't be able to combine all the areas in one movie, or you know, much less one movie, mm-hmm. than going and combining it in, you know, all those things into one film. Uh, you know, I'm at the beginning of the movie, so you're introduced to uh, our main characters coming together, uh, Jim Brown and Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, or Cashley at the time, uh, Sam Cooke, and they are not having their best day. <laughs> oh yeah, especially that, that Jim Brown scene. Ooh, Ooh I got so mad, <laughs> boy. Jim Brown. There's a scene in here that he has. Oh, uh, who is that? That Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. But I'm not gonna, man. Y'all, y'all just have to look. You, you have to experience this for yourself. But the way that scene plays <laughs> out in the cap off, I yeah, was like, God I, damn, I boy. They, that that the came out of nowhere. Of yeah. Um, you know, these guys are not having their best days. Now, that's all I'll say. But during those, all, the, the beginning of the movie, those four segments that we see with these guys having having a, uh, not a very good moment, uh, you get to see what Regina King can do with drama, humor. You can see what she can do with the uh, period piece stuff, but... I was really amazed at what she did with some of the boxing scenes. Here. I was going to say that too because not everybody can can direct boxing scenes well. We've we've seen that where it looks like it's going to be good, and then you watch it and you're like, "Yeah, this boxing is kind of bullshit." Yeah, and and hers worked. I mean, it's not just a well crafted boxing scene, but it feels like you really are at that Sunny Liston fight. Yep, and the thing with Cassius Clay filming a fight with him is that. There's a little bit extra you got to do. It's not enough to just go in there and show the the brutality of the fight, like the punches and everything. You have to be able to show how he dances around the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, because that was his thing. You know, that's you know the whole uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You got to be able to capture his gracefulness and his dancing. That's what he, that's how he threw his opponents off. Yeah. So you have to like shoot tight to get some of the uh, the boxing, but you got to shoot out to show how swiftly he moves around the ring. And she does that adeptly, man. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It really is. I mean, I'm not I'm not just, you know, I, we've seen a lot of movies, and we have, we, I know that both Martin and I, we are very, very harsh on the direction of boxing scenes right. and fight scenes. Yes. Because uh, I remember I was very critical of the boxing scenes in Creed too. I was just like, this is not real boxing here. Yeah. I mean, I know you're just trying to get through it and you're making it flashy, but it, it's not. Uh, but here, I was like, she, she is so pulling this off. Oh, no, she, she is, man. As a matter of fact, I was only sad that we didn't, she didn't, we didn't get to see the whole fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, there's a couple of fights in here. Mm-hmm. It opens with uh, Muhammad Ali's fight in, in London, and then we get to the Sonny Liston fight later. And both those are filmed very well, man. And, and the funny thing is, is that they're short, but they're filmed better than some boxing movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some movies that are centered on nothing but boxing. Yeah, with Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Also, there are moments here where, you know, like I said, she has to deal with period pieces and she has to deal with the musical aspect of stuff, too. Now, this is not a musical, but there are certain moments where it's, it does center on Sam Cooke. There's a couple of moments here, especially near the end, where, you know, you have to center on how to stage and frame the musical part of his segment. And that was done well. There's so many things here. Somebody said she's directed a lot of maybe TV or something. So I know this is the first movie yeah, that she's directed. Yeah, feature film. But sports film, period piece, almost yeah, slightly musical, musical drama. You know, all of that is in this one movie right here. Mm-hmm. From a you know from a, again from a movie from a stage play that had nothing but a couple of beds and a chair at a desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought she did an amazing uh, an amazing job with all those settings. I was quite blown away by it. Uh, and the thing is, uh, unlike a lot of and, and I do lean towards stage plays that that become film. I mean, I love stage plays anyway. Um, but th- this one just didn't feel stagey. I mean, which which is something that doesn't ever bother me, but I just noticed how this just made me forget that it was based on a play. Yeah. It's not until they're getting heavy in the dialogue that, you know, you you know, okay, yeah, this had to come from a play. But outside of that, it just, it moves and it flows. Yeah, it's... The dialogue, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a balance of doing a movie like this because if you're not careful with doing what they call a bottle film or, you know, or, you know a bottle story, you know, if you have these stage plays that are set in one small area, you run the risk of becoming too talky. You know, you, you, look at it, you, know, you can become too wordy mm-hmm. is, what, is what they say. And not, not here, man. They were, they were smart to go on location other places. They were smart to go outside the hotel room every now and then. They were smart to go out, outside mm-hmm. of this outside of this one night for a little while. And it really works here. Of course the performances are the heart of this. And the 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 uh the actors here are, are this you know it always comes back down to the material. You know, you have to keep in mind that Kent Powers is the playwright and you know, this falls on his words that he wrote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't really give Regina King all the credit for that. Just like I can't always give her complete credit over, you know, the cinematographer coming in and doing his work sure, or whatnot. Sure. She knows how to get a great team together and direct them. But the material that these guys have right here, they they got a lot of great stuff to work with. But of course the word is only so much they have to give you great performances and these guys do. These these this this casting is out of this world. Yeah. Uh, uh is it Eli Gorey who plays Muhammad Ali? Eli Gorey, yeah. Eli Gorey plays Muhammad Ali. He's that, He was born to play Muhammad Ali. He's got the voice down. He's got the bravado. He even has the exact same body type. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. He even got the nose and everything. Yeah. He's a little bit darker yeah, than Muhammad but, Ali, but that's, that doesn't but that, matter. That doesn't matter. But, yeah, anytime somebody's like, man, Will Smith should have won, I'm like, um, let, let me let you look at this right here. Yeah. And also, I'm going to show you a scene with all these guys. You got... Uh, Kingsley Benadir as Malcolm X. Leslie Odom Jr. plays Sam Cooke, and you recognize him from Hamilton and maybe the uh, one of the coolest superheroes that came out in uh, 2019, uh, Harriet. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> right, right, right. Superhero right. Harriet. <laughs> uh, Aldous Hodge plays Jim Brown. And he used to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he was in... Uh, Strata Compton. Oh, okay. He was uh, MC Ren in Strata Compton. 
Uh, all these guys are good, but I'm going to show you this scene here with, uh, with Cassius Clay. Um, the only thing I can say about that is that sometimes, because for the most part, the actors are able to, what they do is they rise above just mimicking mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the, the, the real people. They are characters on their own. Cassius Clay is the only one you run the risk of like maybe having to fall on what we know of Cassius Clay from movies and TV, uh, from pop culture. You know, because he had so many catchphrases, he had such a big personality. You know, he was a he was a straight up performer most of the time. Mm -hmm. So he that that actor he falls into that trap every now and then, and by no fault of his own. Yeah, uh, you know the bravado and the and the braggadocious nature of Muhammad Ali, uh, the, just the way he talked. Because one of the things he got down was just how country Muhammad Ali yes, was. Yes, yes, that that was the thing when when he knew he. It's times he's performing and he's 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 playing it up for even for his friends, but there's plenty of times when he's not doing that and he's just a country boy from Georgia. Yeah, I love it because I in the moments he's talking about I'm gonna be a Muslim, not Muslim. I'm gonna be a Muslim. A lot of people pronounced it that way back then. <laughs> I'm going to be a Muslim. Hey, you ever watch wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, this, this man, well, I forgot how just his country Cassius uh -huh. Clay was. And he got that, he got that, uh, that, he got that down, right down to just pronouncing words that way. Yes, yes, Cassius Marcellus Clay is the new heavyweight champion of the world, boy. Yes, he is. And I don't even have yes, a scratch on my face. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. You hear it? Oh, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he, he got to that second Oh, He just swerved all over the road. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why am I so pretty? Oh. And I'm only 22 years old. There is no way I'm supposed to be this great. Look, Alexander the Great conquered the whole world at the age of 30, and I yeah. conquered the world of boxing at 22 <laughs> without sustaining so much as a scratch. That's right. Oh. There he goes. You do the math. All right. When, when is this party going down? Yeah, that's a good question. What's on the agenda, Malcolm? Well, I thought this would be a wonderful chance for us to reflect on what's happened tonight. They're like, this Negro uh, trapped us in here. You already see the look on their faces, those big smiles <laughs> melting. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I, hey, like, I know this brother to come in here with this Islam shit. <laughs> when they knew, you know, good and well, we want a party. In fact, Jim Brown even told me, he said, man, I mean, he told Malcolm, he said, I want some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I spit my drink on that. <laughs> I imagine you did too. I said, I mean, I'm what Martin doing when he, when he saw this. He heard that line. They look like, you know what, I do some black on black. We about to beat your ass. She said, "I'm like he look. He about to slam with that guitar." Like our young brother said, "There's no denying that greater forces were at work." Yeah, but you mean no one else is coming? Oh, rest assured, my brother, you're not missing anything. Bullshit! <laughs> I thought about you being there for that. <laughs> I would have walked right out. <laughs> I said, right. shit, I'll have a bean pie with you later, man, but I, I gotta go. <laughs> shit, you niggas want to stay in here. That's fine. Come on. Come on, Cash. Let's go, man. I know you want to hear that shit. Come on. Man, you about to become a Muslim. You got plenty of time for this bullshit. Coming in here, like, he trapped them, man, for a seminar. I know. <laughs> he might as well be trying to sell them Amway. Or a timeshare. A timeshare. <laughs> 
Ba- yeah, you've been bamboozled. You've been hornswoggled. Shit. <laughs> y'all done coming in this room with Malcolm X. Malcolm X came in here with y'all. <laughs> they made us, that was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's a, that was a great scene, though, man. Um, You know, uh, the, the thing that really works here, because I think he's the only one that run that ran the risk of like again not not always being the Cassius Clay that I mean well a lot of times being the Cassius Clay that we saw on TV, but every now and then every now and then he would be the he would be the character of Cassius Clay, not going out there talking about how pretty he was, not saying the catchphrases, not laying on heavy how he talked all the time. You know there were moments where I thought I really enjoyed the moments where he went in one on one. With Malcolm, sure, and he talked about his faith, yeah, and plus those scenes where he was mostly talking to Malcolm, not the other characters, because we were talking to the other characters, they were the ones that were getting him to be Cassius Clay. When he was with Malcolm, you got to see the 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 roots of Muhammad Ali, and that's where you got to see the moments where Cassius Clay was out of all that bragging. At all, at, at all that vanity, you got to see him where he was not very sure about himself. Well, it's one of the things that, that works really well with the actors that brings the characters to life is that they feel like genuine friends because, you know, they have banter with each other, but they also react differently to each other. Yeah. You know, you if you pair two of them off, they might, you know, each guy might, their behavior might be different than it was if you paired them off with somebody else. Yeah, no, they, and, they, you know, and with some, there's just straight up conflict. No, they all have when they, that's what's cool about this. Whenever they kind of have to, because the movie actually has them go off sometimes in pairs. Uh, they'll be together, but then a couple of people leave, and this, you know, it'll be a one on one, and those interactions will bring out different things in people. Like I said, Malcolm brought out the insecurity and the uncertainty. That Cash has had. He, he, those scenes got him to settle down. Those scenes got him to, to reflect deeper. Uh, there are moments when it's Jim Brown and Malcolm together, and you see Malcolm not being very mm-hmm. sure of himself. Yeah. You see him breaking down. Shit, when it got to Malcolm and Sam and Cook, Sam Cook and then that shit, well, that, that might have been Sonny Liston and Muhammad Ali yeah, fighting each other. That shit was just uh, oil and water. <laughs> it was not mixing well. No, not at all, man. And, uh, and everybody has their own dynamic. But, of course, as you were saying, when they all get together, though, even with the— <laughs> Nobody makes Jim Brown feel insecure, though. <laughs> no, Jim, Br- Jim Brown, when there was a one-on-one on Jim Brown, Jim Brown say, I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> People, okay. Jeez, that, that was funny, that one confrontation. <laughs> with one of them, what, that with, uh, with the, the Nation of Islam, brother? Yeah, yeah. All that brother could say was, yep. good. <laughs> shit, you ain't whoop my ass. Your God is good. <laughs> You want some of this? Uh, no. no. <laughs> yeah, Jim Brown. That's that's Aldis Hodge uh, that plays him, man. Who they didn't do any kind of real makeup or anything with him. They didn't do that with anybody here. But uh, he's really good, man. That yeah. actor is coming into his own yeah. very much. And what I liked about it is that he's the one that could beat the shit out of everybody except Cassius Clay, and he actually was very calm and reasonable. Mm-hmm. And and and. He was very soft spoken most of the time because he can't be. But, yeah. but I, I wish, I wish they had scenes in there where him and Cassius Clay talked about how he there's like the the, the this this not, not an altercation. It was a story 
that I found when I was even looking up some of this stuff. There was a story about how Jim Brown thought he was so big and bad mm-hmm. and said, you know what, just to prove this, I'm going to challenge Cassius Clay to a fight. Oh. And Cassius Clay said, well, if you can get a ticket to London, come on over and we'll see about that. <laughs> He's a, just come on over and see what you can do. You know, if you, if you think you got what it takes, then we'll talk about you pursuing your career after that. They have a story about it right here. If not for Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown may have entered a far more dangerous post-football career. Brown actually wanted to box Ali. So Ali told Brown to come to London where he trained. Ali took Brown to a park and said, hit him as hard as he could. Brown didn't land a single punch. After about 30 seconds, Ali hit Brown with a combination to his face. And just like that, Jim Brown's boxing career was over. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that. Yeah. Well, thank I, you. I, I, yes, I, I wanted to know, and you've educated me. How, how much do I owe you? <laughs> it's like, you got damn right, y'all, friends. Because you don't want him as an enemy. <laughs> I wish they had something in there, but that's, you know, look, that's the play I'm talking about. Maybe they could have re- rewrote something for the movie to, to reflect that. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, ain't no way the way Muhammad Ali would brag or Cassius Clay, ain't no way he would he would look at Jim Brown. You mean that time I whooped your ass in London? You got a plane ticket to come get an ass with me. <laughs> you flew a thousand miles just to catch one of these. Well, you, you think about it, the, this play is, when this play is happening, Jim Brown is still playing football. So he's not even looking at retiring to the box at the time. No, nah. and, and that relationship is more like he looks at, at Clay like like a little brother. Yeah, he does. He does. They all again. They all look like they have. They all all feel like friends, man. It's what it comes down to. Uh, and you know, friends when they get together, they have different dynamics with each other too. So you know, watch all these guys get together, even in the midst of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because there's a certain amount of respect and care for each other here. I mean, there is that wanting to break in and go like, stop it, you guys. You're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say something you can't take back. <laughs> she is, man. She is. You but know, they are I, going hard at each other at one point. All of them, man. Except for, like I said, Jim Brown. Jim Brown was kind of cool. He only he only said something he absolutely had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even Jim Brown has a moment. And it, look, it ain't as deep as some of the others, but he has this moment, too. Yeah. I... Uh, you know, I look at this man and I have a lot of respect for a movie, like I said, that can take a simple concept of a stage play and make it something just a slight, just something slightly bigger and really get people in there to like show you the power of why that play is, 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 is so respected and so critically acclaimed and that's what they did here man it's almost because after seeing some of the stage play I'm like wow you know they really did take this and amp it up mm-hmm. a lot um, you know and when I talk about some of the people that I see here the only one that was throwing me off was the guy that played Malcolm really uh, yeah no, and when I say he was throwing me off it's not because he was bad I just had the misfortune of seeing that brother as, as Obama as, as Obama <laughs> first and I just couldn't get past it man <laughs> You garnered a lot of attention for uh, taking on the mob as prosecutor and defending the DOJ in 04. I suppose that's true. It was like looking at a militant Obama. <laughs> when I was, I, was, I, just, I just couldn't get past him. I, I've seen him in something else since then. And he's a British actor, too. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, what's that? Yeah, but I saw him in, in like the first episode of Soulmates, so I don't, I don't only associate him with Obama now. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I know you shouldn't. I shouldn't. I don't, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm right because I think he, I think he pulls this off. No, he's great. I mean, he, he is. I mean, all of the actors are are fantastic. Uh, you know, like Leslie Odom Jr. You know, yeah, he might not look like Sam Cooke, and I don't even know Sam Cooke's personality. But oh my God, can he sing like him? Yeah, I mean, was that him actually singing? Yeah, that's him. That's, that's what that's I thought. Because he, he sings on the stage. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. No, I could tell it's it's his voice uh, in, in every number, and it's not just okay. Oh, he sounds like him. No, he fucking blows the roof off. Uh, even in the in the very end. Yeah, it's like wow, that you couldn't have picked a, a better way to end this uh, yeah. with, with him. Uh, it, it's you know what this whole concept. This is not the first time coming across something like this. There is a an, a play that I'd come across, and I think it's from back in, I think it was written in 89, and it was being performed in 92. It's called Mr. Ricky Calls a Meeting. And it's about Branch Ricky, the guy who owned the Dodgers, yeah. getting Jackie Robinson signed over. And <clears throat> he invites uh, Joe Lewis and Bill Bojangles Robinson and, and the actor Paul Robeson to meet in a hotel room to convince Jackie to to go with him and sign and you know lead the Negro Leagues and sign mm-hmm. in with the Dodgers, and everything's supposed to go well except Paul Robeson is like, nah, I don't think you should do it. So it's it's a lot like this where it's wow. it's conversations back and forth all about that. I'm, I'm gonna imagine that this was. Uh... Yeah, I, I have to feel I have to believe that this was inspired by that. Even though I, I read nothing that that said that, but I was like, it's too close to not have been the inspiration for Kemp Powers to to write this thing. Uh, but it's it, yeah, what, what, she, what she does with it, where she expands on it and makes it into a real movie that has all the best elements of a stage play is wonderful. It's uh, it man, I, I, what I miss about the theater, like you know, since COVID, is not so much going to the movie theater, but yeah. I miss going to theater, theater, so yeah. watching live performances. And I've been watching stuff. It's mostly online. There's a lot of people who don't know how to do the translation. Yeah, and, and I just been starved. So it's been kind of like a, a good month for me between the prom and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, and now this. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, you weren't here to review that, but you liked that. I knew you liked that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this this is uh not people. This is uh this is very good. I really I love this man. I loved it, and like I said, this is a it's finally a movie where you get. First of all, it's directed by not only just a woman, but a black woman. And this is a movie where it takes place as a, at a pivotal time with these larger-than-life black icons in the middle of a movement. But it's not some struggle, typical Hollywood shit. It's, uh, it was very, uh, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, they talk about these social issues, but it's on their terms. It's not, nothing outside of that. And, but mostly, mostly, it's just a human story. Yeah. You know, it's mostly it's, it's the relationship story between people. Now, I don't know how <clears throat> I don't know how close these people were in real life, you know, because this is very fictionalized right here. But this is the kind of stuff where people talk about. Now, you can toe the line between talking about these social issues and also just making a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did here, man. Yeah. Where you're not getting beaten over the head. They naturally go into this converse, these conversations, these heated debates where both sides are dropping knowledge. There, yeah. there is no, there is no clear 
well, this guy's right and this guy's wrong. It's like, well, both of y'all are saying some shit. No, they, but, and everybody has their thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their reasons for not being, you got to be this t- kind of black person. You got to be that kind of black person. No, everybody has their thing. What it really comes down to, like, man, just do your thing. You probably have a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. There's so many times there's some characters in here just told Malcolm, man, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. <Just> stop. <laughs> you know, just, Love you, man, and you you know you 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 righteous and doing the right thing, but fuck you. I, I, Sam Cook said, "Oh, you and them sandpaper niggers." <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like, "Yeah, that was Al Frank back in the day." Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. <laughs> Sam, people. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great lines in here, man. Some great lines in here. Uh. Yeah, you know, I, and you know me, man. I told you I looked at the movie Mank, and I love Mank. I think Mank is really great in chunks, better than it is as a whole. But the filmmaking behind that is incredible. I really have a place in my heart for for great filmmaking outside of just the page. You know, if it goes all together and goes very well together, then I'm 100% on top of that. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> you've covered all the grounds. 100% for me and this has great filmmaking. I already told you about her direction her directing skills in many areas of filmmaking. Sports direction, uh period piece direction, musical direction, uh drama, but also I just love the way this movie flows, man. There's not a moment here where there's a cut. It's not a moment where there's an edit where I look at it and it's, and, it, and I think about it. Like all this stuff flowed together so well. It was seamless, man. And that's one of the biggest things to me. A lot of people really underestimate editing. Mm. And you should never <laughs> notice editing. And I notice it all the time. So that I did not see editing in this movie and everything just was, was and it didn't have to be a flashy transition. I shouldn't even, like, that's the thing. I, I would respect flashy uh, editing and, you know, you're doing all kind of visual tricks and whatnot. But if I watch a movie and I, ne- I never see a break in this story here and I'm lost into these people's words because... I never noticed that they did any kind of cut to any scene. Then that is a big bonus to me, and that's what they did here too. I tell you, man, uh, this is that we're getting crazy with these ratings. But I'm gonna give it a low better than sex. That <laughs> 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 was wild, but I, you know, I don't know. At that point, I know it'll make a difference. But yeah, man, it's just and people, like I said, when we say better than sex, don't think of always. And, uh, you know, the Avengers are a big movie or anything like that. Sometimes you've just made a quality film. Mm-hmm. You've made a nice quality film and everything about it just worked together. Uh, and you see a lot of things that you just, did. you know, it's a shame that we have to watch movies and say, man, these great things that we see are just even rare now. I, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those where I was like, I'm not sure how to rate this in as much as I know my own personal biases and this leans heavy towards everything I love in a film, in, in the in the writing, in the performances, uh, the direction, the the set design. I I got completely lost in it. I, everything was believable. There's so often you see a period piece, and you kind of acknowledge that, that things are there, but you know it's a set, and you're just like, well, I'm just I'm just gonna just go with it for the story. And this this was immersive. I I I totally bought into everything that was going on. And and yeah, sure. It, it, more than likely, these conversations didn't happen. But it's one of those times when somebody says inspired by a true story. It's like, yes, actually inspired <laughs> where you really. Yeah. More than likely, this didn't happen. But what you came up with is better than reality. And it works. And it's it has has meaning. 
So, so many movies we see, they were entertaining, but yeah. what, what, did that, what did that mean? Uh, yeah, like even with, with Mank as well, as that was put together, it felt like at the end, it's like, ah, but the real thing is, the guy you think who wrote Citizen Kane didn't, huh? Huh? Like, yeah, okay. But this is, this is some real knowledge being dropped here. And uh, yeah, for me, it's a better than sex. Yeah, people, it's, it, it's a great movie. And some people say, like, why low better than sex? Oh, I mean, like I say, maybe there was just one thing I saw, you know. It's like if you're having sex with a girl and she, I know, man, it's great sex, but she, she squeaks out a small fart in the middle of it or she burps when you're kissing her or something. You know, it's like, but it's still great. You yeah, know? It's I'm, like, I'm sure you. <laughs> but it's still, it's still amazing. I can't complain. You know, it's just like, well, man, she did this crazy thing, you know, but but I, I, I guess I would do it because, like I said, there were some parts where out of all of it, I'm talking about a movie that did not, I, I did, it, they had, it had not a moment where it drew attention to itself for me, except for maybe sometimes when Muhammad Ali was doing Muhammad Ali. Mm. That's why I say low better than sex, but you know, that's, that's nothing. It's a great film, people. Uh, it deserves all the Oscar buzz. And, and, and when it's time to vote, hey, you got a black female director. If y'all don't want to get hashtagged, this is a tee this up for you. Is it, boy, this is, this is almost it. People ain't even seen this movie talking about give it that shit. Yeah. Put, put me down. I mean, I might watch it, I might not, but it got my vote. And I tell you, man, uh, it's it uh, it's it is a personal thing with me. It means a lot that I can watch an empowering movie like this without having to go to the standards of what Hollywood sees as a black empowering yes. movie. And furthermore, maybe there's an even little more bias. I'm just happy to see not just a black woman. I'm happy to see women. I've, you, you can go back to shows where I've said. I want to see more women behind the camera because I don't really like the fuck. And look, I ain't going on no feminist shit. I tell you, I don't give a fuck about that. But I really don't like the system of the way Hollywood treats a lot of people, and that's women. Once women get to a certain age, you can bet your ass, oh, okay, you hit a, you you hit mother phase now. Yeah, <laughs> and by the, the way, they're going to be a good role. Yeah. It's going to be the mom. I've always said more women need to get behind the camera. And I'm happy to see so many women starting to get behind the camera and not only work behind the camera where some of the real power is, but doing good shit. And you know what? It's it, There's a need to have different voices because honestly, shit was starting to get stale and, yeah. and just homogenized. And we were seeing the same things over and over every year. Yeah, and I like that Regina King did not have to come in and direct a, a movie that had to do anything with you know, women are feminism, anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, which is what we're seeing a lot. Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman, which I guess is kind of feminist in a way, but at least it's a superhero film with a lot of money behind it. But I'm thinking about like uh, Ava DuVernay who did uh, Selma. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I like that women are not that we're not just hiring you to direct female movies now. Yeah, you know, or, or if we do give you a female movie, it's not some fucking rom com. Yeah, it's a two hundred million dollar superhero mm-hmm. flick. So yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah, there's just a lot of reasons why I backed this movie up, but I couldn't back it up if it truly was not great material, and it is. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, it had that that once in a lifetime feel. Yeah, man, I really do implore you guys when it comes on. Uh, it's going to it's going to theaters December twenty fifth. Mm. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, December twenty fifth is going to theaters, but after that, it'll be on Amazon Prime. In January, I'm thinking. Okay. So you guys will be able to watch it then. But when you do get a chance to watch it, I implore you to do that. Yeah, I'm thinking about Catherine Bigelow with Detroit. Somebody yeah. just put it in there. Yeah. Ooh, she was always 
yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. always directing action movies, action movies and genre films mm. like vampire flicks, like uh, the, Near Dark, Near Dark, and The Hurt Locker, The Hurt Locker, and then she did Detroit. Yeah, people, women, uh, women are starting to really cook, kick ass in, uh, in 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 Hollywood, man, with uh, with directing, and I can't wait. What I can't wait to see is what would Regina King do next now mm-hmm. after this. Good news, the chariot is coming. Who's the greatest? You are. That's right. Jim Brown takes the ball. Your record is going to stand the ah. test of time. All together, yeah. ah. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot DoorDash helps you make cash fast. All you need is your bike and a smartphone. The sign-up process is super quick and easy. Now you get to choose your own hours and be your own boss. And best of all, you get to keep 100% of your tips. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started.